Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on. Yep, one of our favorite subjects murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects baking and killers? And Varner. Karen Devaney. OMG, where are we? Oh, my God. We're, we're not... in a professional kitchen. Oh, my gosh. We really are. How did we get so lucky? I don't know. Well, I think because... I don't know. I don't know. I so, don't really we know. are... We have had the best day. We just got finished with our... We came across a mixologist. Yes. We were at Sweetwater Apartments. At Sweetwater Apartments. They have a mixology Monday. I know it's not Monday, but he was running late, and so were we. Yeah. So, so. we... We gave him a, a recipe suggestion, and he chose our recipe. Yes, and so we incorporated that into our podcast, and now Anthony has given us um, these wonderful drinks called the Sinister Sister. Oh, God, they're yummy. And I didn't pace myself, and I'm almost empty. I know, and our mixologist is And our mixologist has taken off for parts unknown, so we're going to be stuck here in the kitchen, and don't worry, I'm already feeling this cherry bourbon. (laughs) Yeah, it's cherry bourbon, rum, and triple sec with a little bit of orange juice and pineapple juice. It is delicious, guys. We'll post the recipe up um we'll do it on the fan page so if you're not on the fan page you're probably not going to get the recipe but you can email us and um and ask us for the recipe yeah so so we got to we're in the clubhouse over at sweetwater apartments it's gorgeous it's so beautiful beautiful. yes and right on the water we love it it's beautiful and um this is an incredible clubhouse and the kitchen is unbelievable oh my god it's dreamy this is i had to get directions on how to use the oven (laughs) Yes. So, what are you cooking in this big old professional kitchen? So, tonight I decided to do something a little bit different. You know, it's after the holidays. A lot of people try to get back to the gym, try to get a little healthy. So, I decided we would do a low-carb option. And this is a spaghetti squash au gratin. So, a lot of people get a little scared about a spaghetti squash. They're like, yeah, I've always wanted to try it, but I never have. It's so easy. Well, tell me about it because I am very intimidated by the... Spaghetti squash. So the most intimidating thing about a spaghetti squash is how the freak are you going to cut it? <laughs> that, is, that is somewhat true. <laughs> and the yes. way I do it, which is, you'll say, yep, that makes sense that you do it that way, which is probably the way nobody else does it. It's probably the my way knife, not to do it. <laughs> I get my knife in there good, and then I whack it on the counter, and it splits right Okay, away. so you have the knife in it, and you pick the whole thing the up, whole thing and you up whack and I'll it whack on it. the counter. <laughs> It's a whack of squash. And it splits open, <laughs> and it's kind of even, but not 100%, but Who it cares? works. Right. Who cares about even? Then you just scoop out. It's kind of like the inside of a pumpkin. You, okay. There's, like, seeds in it. You scoop out all your seeds, and you get it looking clean. So okay. there's a lot of stringy stuff. I take all that out, too. Some people may not. Then I take olive oil, and I rub the olive oil all over Ooh. it. Do some salt and pepper. And then you flip it. Oh, chicken wow. Upside down. <laughs> 
like the rubbing of the olive oil. Whoa. I'm just saying. Um, then you flip it so it's open side down on aluminum foil on a baking sheet. Okay. Make sure your baking sheet has edges, like a cookie sheet. That's so it's not completely flat. Okay. Because there'll be some juices. There'll be some juices. Not okay. a lot, but some. Yeah. Um, and you cook it. I do it in an oven at 375 degrees for an hour. Mm-hmm. Some people say 45 minutes is enough. It just depends on your oven and how you like it. Okay. Once your spaghetti squash is cooked, bring it out of the oven. Um, and the way I know it's done is I press a little bit on the on the rind, and if it gives a little, I know it's done. Okay. That's how I tell. There may be another trick. You can Google it. Um, then I flip it over. I let it cool for a little bit, and then you literally just take your fork and drag it across the inside. And, and it, it comes, makes spaghetti. And it makes little little shreds like spaghetti. That's so fun. For this recipe, um, something that you need to remember, and if you're doing like God's uh, you're doing spaghetti sauce with it or something mm-hmm. like that. It, there is a lot of water in squash. Mm-hmm. So I like to drain mine for a little bit. Get it. Don't, if you press too hard, it'll get kind of mushy. But I just put it in a strainer and get some of that water. The colander. So you put in a colander. So after you drag it through and get yep. the spaghetti strings, you mm-hmm. put those spaghetti strings into a, a colander. I do. But you don't rinse it or anything. You just no. let it sit in the colander and drip. Yep. Okay. That's what I do. And then you can, you know, put it down and put stuff on it. For this recipe, it's like a twice-baked potato. Oh. So you take all of that stuff, the yummy stuff, out of the spaghetti squash. I drained it really well. And then you're going to add sour cream, onion, garlic, salt, pepper, and cheese. Okay. Mix all of that up. Put your, your filling back into your hollowed-out spaghetti squash. Top it with a little cheese, bake it, and voila. Voila. Spaghetti squash au gratin. Au gratin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm cooking over okay. here. I went ahead and cooked the spaghetti squash because it takes, you know, an hour to cook. Yeah, I don't blame you. So now I'm just going to put everything together, stuff it in there, throw it in this fancy Perfect. oven, and move on. Okay. So you While got, you do that. You got something to talk I've about? I've got an incredible international moiterer. International? He is. He's so international. And... He's got ties to uh, something familiar. Oh. So I think that um, this is very exciting. This Ooh. is very exciting. So Sounds I'm going to talk about Johan Unterweger. Unterweger. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to pronounce his Unterweger. name. I'm calling him Jack. Jack. Wait. What? <laughs> Jack Unterweger. Unterweger. Okay. Whatever. Is he German? He's Dutch. Austrian. Austria. Austrian. So kind of kind of like Germanish, yeah. Okay, so Jack was born in 1950. His mom was a barmaid slash waitress, and some say maybe a sex worker. Uh oh. His father was an American soldier she had met in Italy, okay. but I'm not sure that he ever knew that this child existed. Oh, I see. I think he was passing by and. Planted some. Made a deposit and moved made on. a deposit. And kept on going. <laughs> so um, when Jack was three, his mama was arrested. Not the first time she had been arrested, um, but this time he was sent to live with his grandfather. Oh. Also in Austria, but in a different town. Okay. So Gramps was not a great dude. Oh dear. No. So he was harsh and abusive. Oh man. And he often used Jack to help steal farm animals. <laughs> oh Jack. Oh my. Yeah. So things went afoul very quickly. 
So Jack was in and out of jail throughout youth. And between 1966, which he would have been 16, and 1974, he actually was convicted 16 times of different crimes, mostly theft-related, but also for pimping and sexual assault on a sex worker. Sorry, I'm setting the timer. That's fine. <laughs> so he actually had become a pimp by the age of 15, 16 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, Jack. And um, An entrepreneur. Yes, in 1974, well, no, at some point in, in that 1966 and 1974, during, the eight, during eight years, he actually... I had gone to jail like a few more than a few times. Oh, Jack. Yeah, like he spent a total of eight years in jail and oh. out of jail. Oh, Jack. So in 1974, he was 24 years old. Wait, what's his last name? Mr. Beager. Oh, so it's not Ripple. It's not the Ripple. I'm just checking. And this is 1950. Just checking. This, did I say. The Ripple, or did I say Unter Beaker? <laughs> I know that you can, I can see how you would get them confused. They sound so much alike. So anyway, 1974, Jack is 24 years old, and he murdered an 18-year-old German citizen named Margaret, I think her name, last name is Schaefer, but I'm sure that's not how you say it in Germany. It's like Schaefer or something. <laughs> so, um... He sexually assaulted her and used her own bra to strangle her to death. What? Yes, that's a nasty thing. We don't like bras, guys. Bras. We don't like them, so don't use them to kill us. I'm just going to mix another drink. Okay, you go right ahead. I mean, what else do you have to do? So, anyway, and he dumped her body in the woods. In so, the woods? Well, yeah. So, in 1976, he stood trial and was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Oh, so you would think this would be the end yeah, of the, the show. That was a really short end one. End of the show, guys. Good night. No, <laughs> this is just the beginning, Sheila. Oh, Lord. Yes. In 1976, when Jack went to prison, he was pretty much illiterate. Okay. Okay. While tucked away from society, <laughs> he, he reinvented himself. Oh. That's right. Like he found Jesus. Oh, let me backtrack. When he when he murdered this girl that he went to prison for, yeah, he said that the reason he murdered her was because he saw his mother's face in hers. Oh my! And that brought back feelings of abandonment, abandonment and bitterness towards his mom. So he had to kill her. Oh wow, that makes sense. Well, I don't know why he had to use your own bra. <laughs> Like, that's so rude. I mean, we hate them anyway. We hate die die by don't, the don't make them die by the bra. Jimmy's. So anyway, okay, so he goes to prison and he reinvents himself. Okay. Okay? He really does. I keep, I keep found Jesus. No, no, Shelby. He didn't find no Jesus in this prison. So I'm not saying Jesus wasn't in the prison. He just didn't find it. <laughs> so anyway, he ends up not just learning how to read and write, but he actually starts to write short stories poetry, plays, and an autobiography that gets published. No way. It is called Purgatory or the Trip to Prison <laughs> dash Report of a Guilty Man. Oh. And it's all about his rehabilitation in prison. And eventually, that damn thing got made into a documentary. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. So he becomes this very respected published author. Okay? Okay. So in 1985, there was a campaign to have him released from prison. They wanted him 
released Why? They, because the literary guild or the literary and artistic community, writers, artists, journalists, even politicians petitioned for his pardon. Are you kidding me? And his release. He murdered somebody. But he is now this, they actually nicknamed him the death poet and oh they wanted God. him out of jail. Are you kidding? Not this kidding. is insane. So the then president of Austria, and I'm going to tell you his name. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Rudolf Kirschschlager. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I just murdered that one. <laughs> so he said no. He has to serve his minimum of 15 years, 15 years yeah. before being considered for release. Now, in Austria at that time, 15 years was considered life. I don't know where they got that number, but I think it was wrong. Well, people didn't live a long time back then. I suppose not. I sure it was in the 1990s. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so May of 1990, finally Jack is released after serving his minimum of 15 years. His biography is taught in school. What? It is discussed on several different platforms. His children's stories that he wrote were performed on Austrian radio. No way. He becomes famous. Um, he hosts TV shows that discuss criminal rehabilitation in Austria. Like, he's a big deal. Wow. He's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Eventually, he even worked as a journalist and TV reporter. So, can you imagine you're watching this TV reporter no. knowing that he had killed somebody? No. He actually reported on a string of sex workers being murdered in Austria at the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> that is Salute. crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, for uh -oh, heaven's sake. sake, I just missed my whole... Well, I got my mouth going, whoo! I'm going to crab foul on that one. That's not a foul. That's some bourbon in there. Well, I don't know how to measure the same way you know. <laughs> <laughs> Measuring. Who cares about measuring? Uh, you know, I don't Ooh, know. Okay, the sinister sister is about to crack my head open. Okay, so, like I said, he becomes quite famous. And he um, he works as a journalist and a TV reporter reporting on a string of sex workers being killed in Austria. In 1991, Jack was hired by an Austrian magazine to write about the increasing crime in the big city of Los Angeles, California, United no States of America. No way, no way, no way. They want his writing to focus on the differences between European sex workers and U.S. sex workers. What, what the frig wants to? Who, Are you kidding who wants me? To go? What kind of a magazine is this? So oh they, they pay for him. It's right up his alley. They pay for him to travel to L.A., so he heads right out to L.A. to study the underbelly of the red light district. Lord have mercy. Once in L.A. Like, did he have to try out the hookers? Sugar, this is my story. I'm asking. This is my story. Once in L.A., hold on to your bra, sugar. <laughs> Don't kill me with it. He checked into the now famous Cecil Hotel. No. On Skid Row in L.A. Under Viker. <laughs> he actually did ride-alongs with the L.A. police on their beat of Skid Row. That is crazy. Yes, and he got to know a lot of sex workers. We're going to have to talk more about that. We're going to do hotel. a deep dive. Yes, so he learned where the sex workers frequented. And that certainly was an area they frequented. Yes, he learned where they hung out, where they entertained their guests, where they where they turned their tricks. He learned all about them, and he yeah. got to know them. So, um, 
he met more than a few in his research. So, meanwhile, back in Austria, <laughs> the light bulb starts flickering above the heads of police. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have let that asshole Because in September of 1990, now remember, he got out in May of 1990. All right. September of 1990, there was a, there, that was the beginning of a murder spree. Oh, my. That murder spree was happening about the same time that Jack was becoming quite the celebrity. And that month, September of 1990, Blanka Bakaba, who was a Czechoslovakian sex worker, she had been murdered. Aww, Blanka. She had been strangled with her own underwear. What? She had been sexually assaulted. That's so mean. This happened in Prague. About the same time Jack had gone to Prague to study and write about the red red light district in Prague. In Prague. So, is that a kawinky dinky? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course. So, over the next six months, seven other sex, not sex workers, seven other sex workers had been murdered in exactly the same way. No way. And then the killings suddenly stopped in the spring of 1991. Wonder why? Because Jack went to L.A. <gasps> How yes. about that? So, now we're going back to L.A. to the Cecil Hotel. Mm. The Cecil Hotel is where Richard Ramirez lived while being the Night Stalker. Yeah. That's where he lived. And so, um, turns out Jack Unterweger was a big fan of Ramirez. And he checked into that hotel as a nod oh. of appreciation. I admire your work. To, my fan, yeah, my that's fellow. why he picked the Cecil. And it was also convenient because of the location of the Skid Row. Right. Summer of 1991 in L.A., in the area of Skid Row, three sex workers are murdered. Really? Each had agreed to help Jack with his piece, his uh, writing. Not uh, his piece, but his oh, writing. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> his writing piece, not his Johnson Oh, oh dear. So, uh, not little Jack, but it's the, the a other kind of... turn for sure. Ooh, let me just have another sip of that bourbon. <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> So each had been lured to the Cecil Hotel, mm -hmm. which they were familiar with because they entertained clients right. there. So they, they went to Jack's room, each of them went to Jack's room where he, all right, this is, this is Uki. Oh. Okay. He choked them. Right. He beat them and sexually assaulted them with a tree branch. Oh my God. Like what a sicko. Then he re revived them, choked them. Assault them, revive them, choke like this is a sicko. Finally, he would choke them to death, and he used their own bras. I'm telling you, if that isn't the know? worst part of this crime, I don't know what is. That is just the tree branch is pretty gnarly, but that damn bra thing really gets don't in kill my gizzard. Women with their own bra, it's so rude, or anybody else's bra for that matter. No, it's not. It's not. And he used a signature knot that he had used. In all of his killings, it's a special knot that was he used. Was it the used. Windsor knot? It was not the Windsor. It was um, not the bra knot. The Ungerton? It was not the Ungerweekend, Ungerweekend. whatever his name is. Untervegan. <laughs> not that knot. knot. It's some kind of a knot that allowed you to loosen it and, and, and revive the people and then choke them and then almost to death and then revive them long enough to know that they were alive and then he would assault them and torture. It was just horrible torture. torture. So... But the law finally caught up with him. U.S. Marshals arrested him in Miami, Florida on the 27th of February, 1992. 
and he was extradited to Austria, where he was found guilty of nine murders. Oh, this is in addition to the one he went to jail for. Damn. Nine murders. And he had murdered three people in the United States, but, but he never came over here and stood trial. The court psychiatrist di- diagnosed him with narcissistic personality disorder. Why did he never come over here to stand trial? Once Austria put him in jail for life, we figured they, they gave him life with no parole. Our sex workers don't matter. They Once don't he was name. in jail, life without parole, Austria said, we're keeping him or we can keep an eye on him. Mm. So... Um, June of 1994, he was sentenced to life with no parole. That night that he was sentenced, Johann Untenberger <laughs> used his signature lock not one last time mm. on himself. Oh. He committed suicide in his cell. Bye-bye, Jack ass. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Jack ass. But that's the reason he, he never was, came back and stood trial. That's yeah, right. He died. He was 43 years old when he died. Oh 43. God. I mean, he started when he was 16. He had a long life of just... Killing. But how crazy he came over here as a journalist and rode around with the L.A. cops oh and God. talked to the sex workers and then ended up mo- moitering them. <laughs> he moited them. He moited all of them. He moited them. <laughs> He moited them and he moited them with their bras. That's so rude. So rude. I hate it. That was international. It was quite international. And it's got those ties to the Cecil Hotel, which goes, you know, to the, there's a Cecil Hotel. Oh, yeah. It just came out on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, I watched it. We should talk about that. We're going to talk about that, just so you know. Okay. We're going to talk about that with a friend of ours. Oh, nice. I know. A friend of ours in, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. So, anyway, but I thought that was interesting because he has those ties to the Cecil Hotel, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel very strongly about the fact that it needs to be bulldozed. Yeah, I don't think that's what's happening, but Uh -uh. we'll see. Anyway, that's the Moita. All right. Well, international got, serial killer and all that jazz. Like sinister sister and smelling good. In it's here. kicking my ass. We've got like fifteen more minutes, and then you can eat food and sober up. I'm gonna need to before <laughs> we go out of here. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna so put it on pause, and we'll get ourselves together. We'll slap it around, and then um, you can talk about anything you want. Uh, I think I'll talk about murder. I've got a, a family affair to discuss. Oh, my heavens. I can't wait. Y'all hold on. Please hold. Oh, yeah. We're back. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't Lord, care. Lord, 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 Lord. Cheers, sugar. Cheers. I like a sinister sister. I freshened up all dreams. I know you did. Lord, have mercy. And you don't measure quite as... Precisely. I get confused on how much is, <laughs> is on each side, what it's supposed to be. Well, the bigger one is more. No shit. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. Okay. What do you got? What do right. you got? What do you this got? This is a really interesting story, and it just it feels like it's all over the place, so bear with me. Okay. okay? Bear in the big blue house with you. This takes place in Tennessee. Mm. <clears throat> Janelle Potter lived at home with her mom, Barbara, who worked for Hewlett Packard. And her dad, Buddy. His name was Marvin, but they called him Butter. Buddy. Butter. Butter. <laughs> we might call him Butter. <laughs> we like to call him Butter. Yeah. Can we call him Butter? Okay. No one. Okay. Yes. Hey, Butter. Butter. <laughs> He's a retired Marine who served in Vietnam. Um, it has been said at one point that Butter 
worked for the CIA. But I never found any concrete evidence that that was true. Well, and if you did find the evidence, they would have to kill you. So it's just as well. Perhaps. <laughs> so Janelle, Barbara, and Butter lived in a little house <laughs> in a little town. I love Butter. Called Mountain City, Tennessee. Okay. They moved to the little town in 2005. Janelle had some health problems. And all of the articles that I read said she had some health problems, including type 1 diabetes. When I read the court documents, she clearly had type 1 diabetes in addition to a very low IQ. Okay. So I think her health problems may have been because she was unable to manage her medications and her disease properly. Okay. That okay? makes sense. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. So because of her illnesses and her challenges, she didn't get out much. She was a computer, loved to be on the computer. That was like her thing. Her thing. She really enjoyed that. Um, and she also had a really difficult time making friends. Aww. And it's hard. You know, we all know it's really hard to fit into a small town, especially if you didn't grow up there. You're not always, you know, in the mix. No, you're not welcome right off the bat. Right. So, but Janelle, um, at 34, was, wasn't allowed to stay out late. If she did leave the house, she wasn't allowed to drive, and she wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend. Okay. So she was living with some very overprotective parents. I see that. Yeah. But she did manage to make a friend while she went to the pharmacy to pick up her medicine. The pharmacy. The pharmacy clerk. Yeah. Tracy. And Tracy um, introduced her to her cousin, Jamie. And Jamie and Janelle started to see each other kind of on the side, didn't let her parents know. He knew, how to, piece. he knew how to work on computers, so if they had a computer problem, he'd come over and okay. <clears throat> they'd spend a lot of time in her bedroom oh. fixing the computer. Okay, if that's <laughs> what you want to call it. <laughs> Hope he had protection for <clears throat> that computer. But Janelle really, really had a big crush on Tracy's brother, Billy. Oh. Billy Payne was his name. Billy Payne? Yeah. I like butter. <laughs> Where's Butter in this story? Butter is the daddy. So she doesn't have a crush on her daddy. Oh, no, that would be ill. She got a crush Ill. on the Billy. <laughs> ill. Or, yeah. I'd be so ill. Sit there and shake your head. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, she definitely wasn't acting like a 34-year-old person. But at this point, everything's good to go. She's got her friends on Facebook. She's kind of having a little side relationship with this Jamie guy. She's making some friends. She's got a crush on Billy. They're all friends on Facebook. Okay. Everything is good to go. But then um, Billy started seeing this girl named Billie Jean. Billy and Billie Jean? Yes. That's confusing. Yes. And Janelle, she didn't take kindly to it. She didn't uh, like that. She didn't like that. She thought that he was hers. Right. Now, this is 2010. And some very negative comments started to pop up on this Mountain City page hosted by this company called Topics. And I guess Topics allowed people to post on the site. It's like a chat room. Mm. But you didn't have to say who you were. Mm. You didn't like you could make up a name. But oh. somebody named Matt Potter had started posting 
some really mean things about Billie Jean and her friends, calling them no good whores. <gasps> and Jean is not my lover. <laughs> Matt Potter <laughs> identified himself as Janelle's brother. Um, and Matt accused Billie Jean and her friends of selling drugs. Ow! Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just say that because it's Billie Jean. <laughs> and this whole thing went back and forth, back and forth, and... <laughs> Billy Jean. Okay. Is my lover. Woo! <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, this is Billy Jean. Some other people kind of started to put things together, and um, there was a group of people who, with different names, who came across as. Um, Janelle's friends in okay. support of her that um, she couldn't. Do we need to tell this person that this clubhouse is closed or do we need to recognize that they're there? Or we can just keep going and ignore them. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That's what we do. Okay. This doesn't seem right, but okay. <laughs> so anyway, so she's got people that are posting on this site supporting her saying you girls are mean because the girls would come back and say stuff and it just went you know went back and forth which is something that you would typically think would happen if um you were maybe in high school yeah right not necessarily somebody in their 30s or whatever can you can you pause it because we need to let this person know all right so everything escalates to the point of now people are threatening to kill them or wish harm on them wish they would die and it, it just becomes really this awful. huge cyberbullying. It feeds over into Facebook, and it, it just becomes this thing, but it just didn't need to be this thing. That, it didn't need to be it that. It didn't need to be this thing. Anyway, so Janelle would go back and tell her parents that people were being mean to her online. Mm -hmm. And then her mom would get involved, and her mom would go and post, like, on her Facebook page, stop being mean to my daughter. Yeah. Um. And it just... It just got to be a thing. It got to be a thing. A big thing. Exactly. So, in July of 2012, and this comes from court documents, Billie Jean um, had just given birth to her child. And actually, I'm wondering now if it's not... Yeah, it's July of 2012. Billie Jean had a baby. She and Billie oh. had a baby. And Billie Jean is at the gas station. She's getting gas in her car, and another car pulls up and blocks her in. Okay. And it's Barbara and Janelle, okay. and they are screaming at her these horrible things, saying, you shouldn't be a mother. Somebody should take that baby away from you. Oh, no. You should die. I mean, That's all these nice. really That's terrible things. That's not nice to a and new mom. You, right, and you can imagine. She's standing there. She's got this new baby. She's got these pregnancy hormones. These people are screaming at her. She's probably scared to death. Her baby's in the car. Oh, my gosh. No, that's not okay. Barbara and Janelle, not cool. No, that's not nice. Not nice. And she was really visibly shaken. And the yeah. girl who was a friend of hers working inside the gas station came out and said, Are you okay? And she said, I'm not okay. She actually was holding the gas. But it wasn't going in the car. It was going on the oh, sidewalk. No. So she was very, very, very shaken up. Bless her little heart. She was shook. Yeah. And there is a lot of information to tell about the 
back and forth and then picks and packs and blah, 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 blah. And yada, yada, just, yada. There's so much information there. So I'm just going to jump ahead. Okay. And tell you that the that on January 31st, 2012. Oh, that's your birthday. I know. Um, at around 10 o'clock in the morning, Roy Stevens and his wife drove by Billy Payne's dad's house, and they called him Paul Bill. Paul. Paul. Paul Bill? Yeah. We got Paul, Paul Bill, Billy, and Billy Jean. Correct. Can we not get a little bit more creative with our naming? No. Okie doke. That's the way it is. Okay. They were driving by to pick up Paul's mail. Okay. And they noticed that Billy Jean and Billy's cars are there. So they figure they're going to go in and say hey to him. Hey, y'all. So um, Roy goes inside and he says, hey, Billy, where you at? And he doesn't hear anything. So he keeps on walking and goes back to the first bedroom. And he starts to say, Billy. And he sees Billy laying face up on the bed covered in blood. Oh, good God. And he runs over and he grabs him like, you know, Billy. Oh, no. And realizes that he's dead. Oh, my heavens. So he runs outside to Linda, who is CPR certified. Okay. And says, call 911. Billy's dead. And do CPR. So Linda jumps out of the car and runs in because she's thinking, maybe I can do CPR on Billy. Yeah. And she goes in and she sees Billy and she... Is you know goes to check his pulse and realizes his throat has been slashed. Oh, that's nasty. So she goes into the other room, picks up the phone to call nine one one. Sure. And when she's doing that, she hears a noise in the other room. So she's on the phone with nine one one. She walks to the second bedroom, and in the second bedroom, she sees Janelle. No, not Janelle. No, not Janelle. You told a lie. She sees Billy, Billy Jean, Jean on the floor, covered in blood, with the baby in her arms. Oh, my God. Please say the baby's okay. So, she runs over, and she says um, she can see that Billy Jean is dead because there's a gunshot wound to her head, but the baby is sleeping. Oh, my God. She says the baby is breathing. Somebody shot that woman while she was holding her baby. I think that... Yeah, or maybe she was putting the baby down or picking, whatever. But, yeah. She had the she baby. She had the baby in her arm. When she got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Seven That's not okay. Baby. Yeah. How many? How many? How many? Seven how months old. How many? How many? How many? How many, how many ages? Yeah. And seven. Eight, seven, eight. <laughs> seven months. No, I'm trying to say it. It won't come out. Oh, Lord. It won't come out. Are you going to be able to take that out of the oven, or do I need to do it? Oh, you're completely going to need to do that. (laughs) How many minutes? It's only just the one. Oh, gosh. I don't think I can do it. It's okay. I'll do it. (laughs) Because Mountain City is such a... I think I can leave I'm going to try and push through. Okay, go ahead. Okay. okay. Because Mountain City is such a small town, I think maybe there were 2,500 people. Well, that's loud. 25 people in the town. Everybody knows everybody. Okay, just hold on. Just wait. Just please pause. All right, so Mountain City's small. There are 2,500 people or so at that time in that little town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. The police knew that there was a big rift between the Potters. Yeah, I'm sure everybody thought about it. Billy Jean and Billy Jean's friends. You know that was the talk of the Dairy Queen coffee. Oh, absolutely. Hour. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So... The first place they go to 
figure out what the hell happened here, mm-hmm. is to the Potter house. They go and they talk to Janelle about this rift. And when they asked her, they asked her why she thought they were having a feud. She and Billie Jean. Okay. And Billie Jean's friends. And she said, well, it's because I'm too pretty. Oh, good God. And because I didn't <laughs> grow up in Mountain City. I'm too pretty. That has caused a lot of problems for me in my life, too. <laughs> JK. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, just kidding. Yeah, that's right. Joe Kane. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. Then they go and they talk to Buddy. He says, I didn't do it. I got back problems, lung problems. No way did I do it. Have they asked who that? Butter. Oh, I love Bono. Butter. <laughs> I love him. Then they go and talk to Barbara. She's the mom. Yeah. She says, no, no way. Janelle didn't do it. Butter didn't do it. I didn't do it. Y- y'all are y'all are doing the wrong looking. And doing there the ain't no looking. way I'm barking up the wrong tree. Right. Then they go and they talk to Jamie, the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. But the parents don't know that he's oh, the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. No, he's the computer the guy. They did an interview after the everything happened and Janelle still said it wasn't her boyfriend they were just really good friends her parents had no idea none whatsoever mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. anyway well, I don't get to Janelle me. I don't get Janelle because she's got this boyfriend but she hates this other girl for being with a different guy not her boyfriend well she doesn't really like him like him she all right, yeah, they make out or whatever, but she was like Billy. Billy didn't make out with her. But she really wanted him to, and she was pretty, so. She was too pretty. She was too pretty. She said it. Yeah. So Typically, anyway. when people say, I'm too pretty, they ain't so pretty. Right. <laughs> I'll let people look it up and determine it for themselves so how they pretty. feel about it. It's not my place to judge. No, it's in the eye of the bubble. So Jamie blah, says blah. that he didn't do it, but he immediately asked the police, is the CIA here? Mm-hmm. And they're like, the CIA. The CIA? Yeah. And he says, yeah, the CIA has been involved in this whole feud. What? They're in town protecting Janelle. What? Y'all know this, right? What the? Thank you. Huh? Screw loose. Listen, I could go on for days about this. It, it is. And this is Jamie? Yes, the boyfriend. The computer guy? Yes. The not so boyfriend? Yes. This is like a reality show on crack. <laughs> this whole entire story. It's just a Jerry Springer it more is. than a moment. <laughs> Evidently, Janelle told Jamie that the CIA guy named Chris was protecting her. And it, and then Jamie would actually get emails from Chris, Mm-mm. but they were from Janelle's email address, but they addressed him differently than Janelle would. So instead of saying, hey, Chris, you know, what are you up to? It's a hey, dude, or what's up, bro? Okay, but they were from her address, from right, her email would, address. Because Chris was protecting her, he would send the emails from Janelle's email address. Duh. I think Janelle's got an imaginary friend named Chris. Right. And then and Chris, like most CIA agents would do in these emails, would rant and rave about Billy and Billie Jean and the feud. And how pretty Janelle and was. And he hated, <laughs> hated them and wanted them to die. That's what CIA agents do. They That's really get they involved. Do. Yeah. 
And then when Barbara would talk about Chris, he, she referred to Chris as her son. Barbara and Butter had two girls. They didn't have any boys. No wait, boys. Wait, 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 wait. Barbara knew about Chris? Well, yeah. Did Butter know about Chris? I think Butter did, too. Because Barbara got emails from Chris, too. From from Chris via Janelle's account. Because mm -hmm. the CIA does not give them their own accounts, email accounts. Well, we don't know. I mean, Buddy was in the CIA, right? I don't think he was. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there are a lot of emails between Chris and Barbara about getting Buddy a CIA ID. <laughs> well, if you're in the CIA, wouldn't you already have an ID? Well, there's problems, and Chris says, I told my boss to get it. I don't know why he doesn't have it. I can't believe he doesn't have it. Because it's all freaking make-believe. This is crazy. These people are crazy. Right, right, and at some point, you have to stop and say, okay, you got to get out of the house, people. Where are the adults <laughs> in this situation? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, y'all need, not just out of the house. I think they need to get out into the world. And see the world and see that this is just, this is dumb. Yeah. And again, this goes on for... It consumes them. It consumes them. It's all they do. It's all they talk about. It's all they do. Because they don't have it. anything else going That's on in their life. Right. They didn't have any it chickens and goats to, to take care of. a person to turn off the computer and stop. Yeah. Don't be on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So what if somebody unfriended you? Big oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, oh yeah. my God. Anyway, eventually they turn up the heat on old Jamie. Okay. And Jamie says, I drove Buddy over to the pain house. <gasps> and Buddy went in and Butter. He killed Butter killed Billy and Billy Jean. Stop it. And Butter had actually asked Jamie to give him I a ride. I had lost all respect for Butter. Yep. And then Janelle sent a text to Jamie saying, Butter's on his way, and whenever you get home, make sure you send me a text. So I, I felt kind of bad for Jamie because he might not be the sharpest tool in the shed. No, but he's good at fixing computers. Right. So <laughs> Butter gets arrested. But Barbara says, Butter didn't do it. There's no way Butter did it. Butter's got back problems. I saw him when they got murdered. He was sitting right here at this house with me. How did she know when they got murdered? <laughs> okay, wait a minute, Barbara. <laughs> so they, they, I'm going to have to call a timeout. <laughs> so they arrest Butter. Oh, my God. And then they get a search warrant for the Potter house. And they find... A stack of 70 pages of emails and pictures that had been printed out. No way. They were keeping them like a journal? Right. So they, the police take the stack, they set it on the table, and Barbara immediately leans forward, starts picking up papers and tearing them out. Oh, my God. <laughs> right in front of the police. While they're searching her house. They're not the sharpest, they're not right. the sharpest family. And one of them was a picture of Billie Jean, and it said whore on it. One of them said bitch on it. They were all of these emails from Barbara and Chris, and it was like this whole thing. It, this is a circus. Yeah. Barbara tells Chris of her desire for Billie Jean and her friends to die. 
So I guess they're saying Chris did it. Then they go in and they search (laughs) Buddy's truck. And they find three garbage bags filled with shredded documents. Filled with shredded documents. Filled, I'm telling you, sugar, filled three garbage bags. But what did they shred? Well, here's the thing. I th- These agents that got put on this case worked tirelessly. To put it all together. And they glued them all back together. Yeah, because if you don't have a cross cut, <laughs> then you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> 209. Oh. Printed pages of emails were presented in court. Oh my, 209 pages 200. of emails? People, what is your life like? They were sent like? from Janelle's email address, Barbara's email address, where they were pretending to be Chris from the CIA, her friends supporting Janelle against Billie Jean and her friends. So here's what was happening. This is the, this is Janelle, the stupid. This is like the, the life of the stupids. Janelle was catfishing Barbara. And Jamie as Chris. But Barbara is stupid to believe that. And Barbara was catfishing people on the chats. (laughs) Pretending to be Janelle's friends. Oh, wait. Janelle doesn't have no friends. No. She just had not her mother. All those people that were saying, we support you. They were just mama. They were mother. (laughs) That's really sad. (laughs) Sugar, this is a very sad situation here. These people are stupid. Like, how stupid are these people? So stupid that when I watched the interview on TV, I, my mouth dropped. <laughs> I was like, no way is this trippy. This is me. <laughs> this is a comedy no sketch. Is this, this is like a Saturday Night Live parody right. or something. This is like, what am I watching right now? Oh, my God. Buddy knew anything. Here's what I think. Poor happened. Buddy. He's like, can y'all just shut up and let me watch CNN? I think just obsessed. Yeah, they were like little hens. Peck, 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 peck. And they they said this is the only way and, you know, you've got to get in there almost to a point of torture, I would think, you know? That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And he's probably like, I just need peace and quiet. Well, he's getting it because he got got two life sentences. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No parole? and it's like you'll be dead <laughs> you're eligible for parole as when soon as you're dead, dead. Yeah. <laughs> let me just read one of the the um wait but i'm gonna need to know did janelle or jamie or barbara or quote unquote chris do any time? Did they get convicted? Did they get put on trial? Barbara and Janelle were both convicted of okay. first degree murder. Good. And they each got life sentences. One for Janelle, one for Billy Jean, one for yes. Billy. Okay. To be conser- served consecutive. Oh, I love that consecutive yeah. word. And they've appealed it, and all of their p- appeals have been denied. Super good. Now they can write to each other on their jail email. Yeah, I, I mean, hope Chris sends them lots of cookies in jail. Right. Um, Where's Jamie? Poor guy. He's probably like, what the hell just happened? Did he get any time? Who's that? Jamie. I don't know what happened to Jamie. Poor guy. He probably turned state's evidence and got a plea deal. He probably did. For saying that I drove him over there. I'm trying to Butter. find one. Here we go. This is the email. So Barbara is sending a message. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, 
I, I wonder, I'm wondering when Bud Butter mm-hmm. is wondering when he would be contacted to meet and pick up his ID. <laughs> you spoke of some time ago. Just for your info, he is home every day now as I am home. He can come alone. Wait, she because believed? Because the defendant can be, not the defendant, because Janelle, sorry, these are court sorry. documents, can be with me. He is actually wondering if there is an ID or not. So here's the thing. They're thinking Chris has gotten butter into the CIA. Right. So this is how Chris, the CIA agent, CIA agent uh-huh. responds. Yes. I saw the ID. They have not gave it to him yet. Oh, God. (laughs) That's what what makes me so mad. They say they will do it, and they have not called him. I even, all caps, told my all caps boss about it. And he said yes, and that he would get Tommy to talk to him. Sugar Butter wasn't in the CIA. (laughs) <laughs> Butter didn't even know he was getting, getting put in the CIA. Yeah, it's all... You don't just get put in the CIA. You don't just get lady. an idea. Hey, I'm going to send you an ID for a CIA. Like I said, Butter needs a break. I, I can't tell. Oh, no. It was... Rec- <laughs> Wait. Is it recording? Wait. Okay, we had a little bit of an issue. She can't I, drink. She cannot drink. It's I can over. only drink one drink and and then not two. Then you drink it before we even start recording. I know I'm not good at pacing myself. I was never good at that. Oh, never. God. Look, I'm already done with my second one, and you're only halfway through. Oh, well, the good news is the squash is done, and we're going to eat some because I hungies. <laughs> We're trying to see see how it is. Oh, I cannot wait. It looks... Well, the really cool thing is that it's made in the actual shell. It, so it's quite lovely. Like I said, it's like a twice big It's like a... Toe. It's very earthy. Earthy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, <good. laughs> oh, it's so good. Mm. Oh, my God. I could eat this whole... Do I get the squash to myself? Yeah. Oh, my God. You can take it home. I am, because this is what my dinner is. It needs a little Ooh. salt and pepper, but... I think it's perfect, sugar. It's delicious. This is so good. Guys, y'all got to get this recipe. It's low carb. Yeah. And it's yummy. It is delicious. And it's very, I don't know, there's something very, it looks very, I mean, there's just some, there's a charm to it because it's in the actual squash shell. It's very Martha Stewart out on her farm looking. (laughs) Mm. I got this recipe from midgetmama.com. Midgetmama.com. Email us if you want the recipe. Yeah, we'll send you the link. The, the recipe, the original recipe actually has um, chicken breast in it, so you can serve it as a meal. Oh, yeah. I like um, it like this. I did it as a side dish. Mm-hmm. That's real good, y'all. Yeah. So, um, we have social media that we want to talk about. Speaking of emailing us. Yeah. You, you can email, email us. us. I just gave you my personal. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh>, Lordy. <laughs> we Mark. want Janelle's email. We want to email her. Well, I can give that to you because that's all up in the court document. Oh, I'm sure it is, but she probably don't have access anymore, oh, that dumb gosh. twit. I don't know. I, I think that her mom, she and her mom share a room at the same. No, they don't. I think that's not fair. Kids. That's not fair. They shouldn't get to but do that. But the dad is at a different prison. All they should have to be at a different prison, too. That's bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit. Bull. Bullshit. We're going to have to find out where they are, and we're going to have to petition that 
Separate those two. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. That's all right. No. Anyway. Uh, email. What did I brush? Murder. Mm-hmm. Dot sugarcoated. Yep. At gmail.com. That's the one, guys. Emails. We need we need to hear from you. Yeah. I'll guys, you this squash is so freaking good. I can't even stop I'll eating it. I'll send you the recipe for the Sinister Sister cocktail. Oh, yeah. Put together or that our mixologist, Anthony, from Anthony. Sweetwater. Yes, we are. Don't forget, we're recording from Sweetwater. If anybody lives in the Charleston area and y'all are looking for a place to settle down and live, this place is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Right on the water. Mm. On the mark. They've got... Please don't talk with your mouth full. I can't help it. They've got kayaks. They've got bicycles. It's very pretty property. It's a gorgeous clubhouse. And the staff ain't bad either, guys. So come check them out. I know. They're all so nice and accommodating. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's the email. We also have Instagram. We do. It's at Sugarcoated Murder. That's our handle. That's our whatever it is. Our Instagram handle. It's our gram. Our gram. It's our Insta handle we've got facebook you can come and be part of our facebook fan page where we will go ahead and and put the sinister sister um recipe on it guys i'm drunk i can't help it (laughs) (laughs) and that's on facebook just look up sugar-coated murder podcast fan Fan page page. yeah we're a group if you're not already a member just ask to join and we'll let you join yeah we have like three or four new members I know, so we've gotten a lot recently. Last recording. We really appreciate all yeah, y'all. Thank you. All y'all. Uh, we don't accept ugly comments on Facebook, so... Nope. Um, that's not going to happen, especially after this story I just did. There's no need for that. There is no need for that. If you don't like us, then don't listen. Or bow out, but they all like us. I can feel the love. They do not like us. My God. Two I mean, drunk my God. sisters. Two drunk sisters in somebody else's kitchen Cooking. eating the hell out of some squash. I mean, I there is nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you were our sister. Just say it. So we're trying. We put our big toe into the TikTok arena. Oh my gosh! So we're sugarcoated murder pod. I think mm. on TikTok. Come find us. Um, follow us. Tree. There is. Tree. We'll put the link tree up as usual when we post this, so you can find us on all the platforms. Yeah. Um. I don't have the TikTok on there. I'll put. I'll add the TikTok to it. Mm, yeah, the TikTok. I'll add the ticker and the talker. Yeah. And um, so that's, and there's just a regular Facebook page if you want to, if you just want to skim through, you don't get all the ins and outs, but you know, if you, that's, if that's what you need, that's what you need. We are not going to crowd you. No. So um, that's your Coded Murder Podcast as well. Yeah. And um, I don't know, Please stay watch. tuned. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, guys. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Mm-mm. And you got to get a hold of this recipe for the squash all broughten because it it's damn delicious. good. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. really, really good. So, what are you drinking? Don't drink? talk with your mouth full. What are you drinking? It's right here. Cheers, sugar. Cheers. All right, guys, we love you. Stay sweet and don't murder. I didn't get to say any of the punchline at all. Well, why don't you say the second because one? Because if you murder, that's not even it. So you done messed it up. If you kill people. <laughs> we will talk about you. What oh is wrong God. with you? What is wrong with you? I don't know. I think she's had a little more to drink than she needs, guys. But we love y'all. Stay sweet. And we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.